Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Talking toilet paper? Well, that's a new one. Hello, and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Married Butcher. Dun, 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 dun. Slash. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy and I are... Uh, it happened. We made an honest man out of one another. Yes, and we um, we got Jeremy a wife. Yeah, that's uh, right. Since, since you've listened to this, uh, Jeremy, I have... I You know what? It's been my goal, Jeremy, for mm. this entire podcast mm-hmm. to get... My but my buddy Jeremy a wife and, and I did it. <laughs> but you know what? I don't have a wife yet, so we still have to continue. That's right. This this thing is not ending until we're both married. Um, right, but Jeremy. I mean, how do you even talk about Hotel Transylvania two <laughs> when uh, your 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 co host and your good buddy just got just got hitched? Jeremy, tell the people. Um, I don't know. What it, it, get, give them a rundown. I'll what happened? Give them a rundown. I'll, I'll paint a picture for you. So the year is 2001, 9-11. Two planes. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, the uh, Yeah, no, ja- uh, my, my, my now wife, but before then girlfriend, Jackie and I, decided... We wanted to get married. Uh, I don't know if listeners remember this. Real heads of the podcast might remember um, last year, around this time, we went to Paris, uh, France. Paris, Wait, France. hold on a second, Jeremy. I remember this time, and I'll say this. I had a theory. Oh, okay. The What's theory. the theory? What's the theory? I had a theory that... Uh, I had a theory that maybe you guys, like... We're going to get engaged or something. Yes, and then chickened out or something. Um, that is exactly what happened. We were going to either get engaged or get married in Vegas. Something was going to happen in Vegas, but then our mental health at the time was so low <laughs> that we just were like, <laughs> forget it. We're, we can't think about this right now. We can barely we can barely do tomorrow, you know. So uh, we took it off the table, and we, and we did that a couple of times. I think it felt like a lot of pressure. And, uh, and yeah, so, um, but eventually, uh, something kind of scary happened and I, I didn't, I don't think I've shared this on any other show I do, but, uh, we, we had a bit of a health scare. Uh, Jackie had a little bit of a health scare where we were not sure, uh, what the test results we had gotten done were going to say. And, uh, luckily everything turned out great and there's, there's no, no bad news or anything but during that time you know i think we did we had a lot of thinking to do and a lot of perspective shifts happened and it just things sort of fell into place and we ended up just being like 
fuck it. Let's do it. And so we already had a trip to Vegas planned. We were about two months out when we finally decided, yes, we're going to do it. We're really going to do it. And, uh, and in about like a week and a half, maybe two weeks, we got all the planning done, waited about one week, and then went and did it. And it was quick, dirty, uh, you know, and magical. So mm. Vegas is, uh, honestly, though, Eric, my kind of town. I love Ve- Vegas is like a microcosm of the of the American dream sort of like on display as a circus or something. It just has like money isn't real, it's all fake, which is true, but then it's all it's like they've gamified money in a weird way. It's like sort of a metaphor for our economy. I just I just love it there. I love the the you know, the fashion, the the sleaze of it. Um, and Jackie oh, yeah. does too. We're, 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 we're big sleaze heads. We're big fans of the sleaze. Uh, and we, uh, yeah. And so we had a great time and now we're married and it is so real. I'll tell you what, I can't believe, I love being married. I can't believe I'm married. I think I thought I would get married someday, but then didn't, then, then, but then like eventually, you know, I turned 30, then 35 and I'm like, Hmm, maybe I won't. Who knows? Maybe I won't. Maybe me and Jackie will just continue on as a couple and never get married. You know, we, we, uh, we didn't, uh, yeah, anyway. But nope, cut to now. It's all done. And, uh, there, you know, then that's it. That's as high as you get in a couple. There's nothing yeah. else that could even happen. Some people think babies are a thing that can happen, but I say, nah. Not for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I'm so proud of you. I'm happy for both of you. Um, I do have to ask, though, uh, when you were celebrating your wedding, you didn't happen to run into John Beckwith or Jeremy Gray, did you? Uh, no. Who are they? Uh, well, let's just say there is a, a, a blonde-haired fella and a, a, a taller man who's Italian, I think. <laughs> Uh, who uh, let's just say that the, these two guys like to um, go to weddings that they're not necessarily invited oh, to. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, I didn't run into them, but I did uh, run into a guy named Daniel Ocean. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he was a nice guy, you know, t- uh, very, very quippy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Jeremy, I'm you know I'm 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 over the moon, my man, over the moon. So proud of uh, so proud of both of you, and uh, I'm sure the listeners. I mean, except for the ladies, the ladies are probably hearing this and they're like, "Well, there goes my 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 dreamboat." Yeah, there goes my yeah go there goes my chance to marry uh, into a with marry a famous guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there's plenty of famous guys out there. Uh, (laughs) one of them's talking right now. And, uh, (laughs) that's right. That's right. You know, Jeremy, I, I, there's no easy way to do this, but we have to, at some point, steer the conversation away from one of the most important moments in your life to talking about the movie Hotel Transylvania 2. Living it up in the Hotel (laughs) Transylvania. Oh, I love it. Love it. 
we got four of these to do, so we're halfway through. And I I will say this: uh, after two, I'm a fan of this franchise. I do like Dude, this franchise, and I'm, you know, I'm excited. I, man, you okay? Wow, I had a big announcement to make, and Eric, you kind of stole my th- stole my thunder here. But I was just about to come out and announce the podcast that. I think Hotel Transylvania is a good series of films. <laughs> yeah. That was, that it, was my big is. hot take. <laughs> my big hot take was, <laughs> if I wasn't sure by the first one, I'm sure now that I think Hotel Transylvania is good. <laughs> you know, it's this culture, it's this film Twitter culture, Jeremy, that, that sometimes a hot take nowadays is just saying that you like something. That's and, the hottest uh, take you can have. It's yeah. not even hot to say, oh, this sucks. Because here's the thing. You expect Hotel Transylvania to suck. <laughs> and then sure. when you watch it, you're like, this ain't bad. <laughs> Not too schlabby. Yeah, right. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, before we dive into uh, Hotel Transylvania, um, we do, of course, have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We have... Uh, We've been doing it for as long as this podcast has been around, so decades at this point. You sign up, five five bucks gets you access to all the episodes we've recorded over there. It's uh, you know, it's 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 a uh, it's like the uh, freaking better version of this podcast, and it, it it's funnier, it's uh, more suspenseful. It's, uh, and the best part is that you get to control what we do over there if you're a patron. So we cover pretty much anything that the people tell us to. We've got patrons over there who, uh, really like Brendan Fraser, as do we. In February, we're giving them a whole month called Frasuary. We did, uh, what do we do? Blast from the past. Oh uh, yeah, the mummy, dude. George of the jungle. G- the mummy. Yeah, G of the J, man. We did, uh, and I think we're capping it off um, with one final Fraser. Correct. Yeah. Well, this is our uh, Airheads Part Two. Yeah, Airheads Part Two. Uh, listeners of this show might. Remember, we covered Airheads, well, back at the beginning of this series, which feels like it's been going on for 300 years now, um, uh-huh. about Adam Sandler and Scorsese. But uh, Sandler was in a movie called Airheads with Brendan Fraser, and we covered it. I gave it a score that a lot of people felt was offensive. So <laughs> <laughs> over time, you know, through a series of, bullying and bribery i've sort of raised that score to a 3.25 now is where it sits that means airheads has a higher score right now than the aviator (laughs) wow but uh pay that no mind um we are going to be covering uh it again and reevaluating that score for the i'm gonna guess not final time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is definitely going to turn into a Hubie Halloween situation where we just yeah, do every, it every year, year yeah, yeah. or something. I wouldn't mind that. I will say I was 
my the thing about my scoring system is it doesn't like we me and Eric ju- adjust our scores as we go because it's it's unclear when you first start like where things are going to lean you know so sometimes you give things a score and you're like a two is a good score and then as it goes on you realize actually a two is quite low uh, quite a bit lower <laughs> than right than you thought right. um so and maybe that's not a good reflection of that anyways all that to say join us on the patreon patreon.com slash eric and jeremy to see all the latest and greatest of what we have to offer when we let our hair down when we start stop being what what is the real world slogan we stop being huh, safe and start being shit. real when Sounds right. Okay. Real world slogan. Stop being safe and start being real. What is it? This is the true story of censor. Oh, find out what happens when people stop being polite and start mm. getting real. That's what we're going to be doing over there. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So head on over there. Uh, also, not to talk about the Patreon all episode, but. Uh, do want to tease this. We will at some point this year be doing uh, something I invented called a reverse Nofsky, which is <laughs> where you watch all of the Darren Aronofsky movies in mm-hmm. reverse order. In reverse so, order, uh, yeah. We will be doing that eventually. Yeah. Uh, but Jeremy, we're here to talk about um, a different uh, uh, film. A different, a different uh, creative mind, the the mind of Adam Sandler and uh, the voice of Adam Sandler, which we mm. hear uh, all throughout mm. Hotel Transylvania too. Um, I can't remember. You said neither of us have seen any of these before this, right? No, I I kind of didn't know what these were before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <started>. Same. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So Hotel Transylvania two is uh. And you know what, Robert Robert Smigel. I'm curious to see if he continues with the rest of these because he, him and Sandler are and Todd Durham are credited as the writers for two, which I believe was the same as the first one. Uh, uh yes. We've got Jendi Tart Tartakovsky directing. I want to say again. I think that uh, name sounds familiar. And Gendy, it can only be Gendy. yes, the he Powerpuff is. Girls movie. Oh, he's like an animation, uh, uh, dude. Yeah, he's an animation guy. Great, interesting. So he he directs three also, but not four. I don't think four is one that we're going to be covering, right? Oh, is it not out yet? Uh. It doesn't have Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. Yeah, is let's the not situation. Cover it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an Amazon original, so we could We're watch definitely it. Definitely not covering it. <laughs> <laughs> Three though does uh, also have Adam Sandler, and to be honest with you, I've just peeped the Wikipedia. I'm have a feeling we're gonna have a dip in quality, only because. I think one of the things that makes this series so great is that Smigel writes it. This and and particularly this one is written with Smigel and Sandler. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, three is written by Jendi Tartakovsky <laughs> and Michael uh. McCullers. And uh, yeah, so anyway, I Robert Smigel, for those who don't know, are are is a a huge part of like '90s comedy period. Right, like he like wrote on SNL for like some of the best years SNL ever had. He wrote on Conan O'Brien for the best years Conan O'Brien ever had. Uh, he had a brief stint on the Dana Carvey Show. He's the, you know, what's it? not Courage the Cowardly Dog? What's his name? <laughs> the cow, uh, uh, the insult uh, dog. Yeah, the yeah. insult. Some yeah, yeah. Anyways, he's like he's like a he's like a legend and triumph. He's, triumph yeah and he's he's a legend and he's so funny and yeah i think that's why a lot these movies are so good is like they're just they're just joke machines for the most part i think um yeah this would be a fun movie to write yeah just yeah you're right like just just a vehicle for tons and tons of jokes i was trying to look up neither of the these are not happy madisons i believe right um are mm, ah because a lot oh, of those dudes are are in no, this. No, it's Sony Pictures. Yeah, no Happy Madison attached to the second one anyway. It's interesting the uh, the mix of cast. Like, I wonder how this happens. Where like Sandler shows up on a comedy movie, and then does he just get to like bring? his crew of buddies along like Buscemi and Kevin James and David Spade. I think they, yeah, they must have, I mean, well, they only had to probably do that for the first one. Right. Like, like, uh, go in there and like, be like, okay, we're, you know, I think, you know, and, and yeah, I want this person here, this person here. And then the second one, it's just like copy paste. I'm sure there was no problem getting those contracts together on those guys but uh yeah i i don't know how this guy it's interesting you know i think sandler's a guy i th- i think this is true i think he, they, he just can do anything he wants i think he's made so much money i mean dude sandler has made <laughs> hollywood so much money <laughs> like <laughs> so much crazy money um that yeah i don't think uh I think that I don't think they would say no to him. Plus, it's not like he's recommending like, "Hey, I want my cousin Dennis to come in and and voice the lead character." He's like, "I want my friend David Spade, who's also a huge star, to come in and <laughs> and and do stuff." Um, I noticed that the budget for uh the first one, uh, the first, I'm sorry, the budget for the second one dropped about five million in budget mm. but it made a hundred million dollars more <laughs> wow yeah so people liked this or people went came came showed up for the second one for sure yeah it's uh well you can see why there's a, a third one but uh yeah it's amazing cast here with of uh comedy people Outside of the Sandler circle, uh, I mean, I you know Molly Shannon was on uh, SNL, but like 
We get Fran Drescher, who I guess was in the first one as well. Most of these people were, right? Keegan-Michael Key, I remember him being in it. Uh, Megan no, Mullally. Keegan-Michael and... Key wasn't in the first one. Ah, Keegan-Michael right. Key replaced, this is actually a trivia bit, he replaced CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green oh. was originally the mummy, but CeeLo Green got arrested. So okay. uh, Keegan-Michael Key came in and voiced mummy. Um, Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman were not in the first one, I believe. That and that makes sense because they play his parent, Annie Samberg's yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah. We got Chris Kattan. We got Rob Riggle, Dana Carvey. Rob Riggle's definitely new. I feel like Dana Carvey's new. Definitely Mel Brooks is new. Um, I don't is uh did oh Chris Kattan's definitely new. You know who's not in these movies? I don't think is uh Rob Schneider. Yeah, I don't know that Rob Schneider does a lot of, like, voiceover stuff. But isn't that, like, don't you think he would be good at it? (laughs) He's, like, always playing a a different voice voice character in, like, live action stuff. It's weird. True. Like, more than David Spade. David Spade doesn't seem like a good voice actor. He is good, but he wouldn't seem like he would be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, let's see here. The Trivia mm. for this film. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is pretty not exciting. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> this is, though, Jeremy, the 10th feature film or TV series that Sandler and Kevin James have appeared together in. That's cool. Uh it's it's really is like uh uh you know it's like the it's like freaking John Lennon and uh Harry Nielsen you know that's right it's yeah. like just like an all star duo teaming it's like, up yeah it's like Chris and Cross together right uh, John, John Lovitz is uh in in this movie uh he was in the last movie as well but he's playing different characters. In both movies. In the, in the last one, he played Quasimodo. And in this one, he plays Phantom of the Opera. What, uh, if you could be a monster's voice in Hotel Transylvania, what would you do? Oh, wow. I think I could pull off being... Oh, that's a good question. It's almost like asking me which comedian do I identify the most with. I think I would want like invisible man i think i could do a less good version of like a david spade (laughs) like what he brings to a project um yeah probably yeah i could see that what what about you what about who would you be probably uh let's see You know, I think uh, I think I could do a, a better job than David Spade as that uh, werewolf or whatever. Oh yeah, or uh, Steve Buscemi. Or yeah, no, wait, who's David Spade? David Spade's the Invisible Man. Oh yeah, okay. He's the one I picked, but you could pick him too. Yeah, I would like to be the. No, nah, I'd like to be the the werewolf. I'd like to be Steve Buscemi. I love his 
character in this, and I love Steve Buscemi's performance in this. Like he's just—he's not doing a voice or anything. Neither is David Spade. Neither, neither are the only ones doing voices. Really, I feel like are the vampires. Like uh, Adam Sandler's doing a a a different voice. Mel Brooks is, but the rest of them are just kind of using their regular voices, and it works. I like it. Um, you know, Jeremy, interesting that we're discussing back to back Buscemi and Sandler combos. So we will be doing our Airheads episode after this. Oh my God. That's where they met. Yep. It all, you know, it all comes we've come back. full circle. It really does all go back to Gearheads, my favorite movie. Yep. Gearheads. Uh, Well, Jeremy, we are going to dive into the twisted, insane world of the Wikipedia plot for Hotel Transylvania (laughs) 2. And guess what? It ain't brief. So, uh, great. Sometime after. Buckling in. Sometime after the events of the first film, Mavis and Johnny are finally married with the approval of her father, Count Dracula. A year after the wedding, Mavis reveals to Drac that she is pregnant and later gives birth to a baby boy whom uh, the couple names Dennis, nicknamed Denis Denisovich by Dracula. Uh, yeah, so what do you think of this setup? Because that, that whole first film is kind of about you know, Mavis and Johnny. Right. And uh, the fact that Johnny's, you know, this annoying human boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. I, lo- I, I love it. I love this setup. I love where we're at. You know, this is a great opening. It's sort of, It's sort of like a montage, I would say. You know, a montage wedding opening. We're sitting, getting the gang back together. A lot of great visual gags in this. Yeah, tons of visual gigs throughout this whole this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Which I'll is... tell you my favorite one when we get there, but okay, it's, it's not yet. But it is early. Um, in the present day, twenty twelve, on Mavis's one hundred and eighteenth birthday, Dracula allows his daughter to leave the castle to explore the human world. Uh, but he sets up an elaborate plan using his zombie bellhops disguised as humans to make them seem. Uh, intimidating and frighten her home. Uh, the plan works, but the zombies inadvertently uh, lead. Am I? I'm no. reading the wrong plot. Which one are you reading? I was reading the, the plot one? from the first one, which oh, is. Yeah. Uh, well, we can do that one. <laughs> uh, I think we should. I think one episode on that is enough. <laughs> so uh, Dennis's fifth uh, birthday nears. Uh, he has yet to grow his fangs, and Drac worries that his grandson might not gain vampire powers. Uh, noticing the potential dangers her son might face living in Transylvania, Mavis starts to consider moving uh, to Johnny's hometown in California in order to give Dennis a more normal childhood. Much to Drac's disapproval, uh, Drac tells Johnny, who does not want to leave the hotel either, to bring Mavis to California to visit his parents, Mike and Linda, but to make sure to keep her distracted so that she will not move, uh, leaving Dracula to babysit Dennis. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, like this setup, we already passed my favorite visual gag, which is when they're trying to baby-proof the whole the whole hotel, and they're putting those little 
cork things on all of the pointy <laughs> objects and they put it on that witch's nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good gag. <clears throat> yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I love the setup. I like uh, Sandler's Count Dracula is great. Just, I think uh, so, yeah. It's good. The characters are all very, very well-defined. I like uh, my the... the Best comedy from this franchise so far to me comes from like the intermingling of humans and uh, the Transylvania monsters. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, so meanwhile in California, Mavis enjoys exploring the more human world. Uh, when the couple arrive at Mike and Linda's house, Linda unsuccessfully attempts to make Mavis feel more comfortable by covering her room with spooky Halloween decorations and inviting other monster-human couples over. Um, feeling like a stranger, Mavis retreats uh, up to the roof, and Johnny tells her that if they stay together, Dennis will live normally, persuading her to stay at the hotel. However, Johnny then discovers a video of Dennis uh, falling that was filmed by the campers, and he and a furious Mavis go back to Transylvania with Drac and his friends reaching the hotel at the same time. Mavis confronts her father for putting Dennis in grave danger and failing to accept him as a human and shows him a pop music remix parody of Dennis in Danger and Drac arguing with the staff. Man, this is... uh, yeah. Did you Such a, a I think 2012. You, yeah. <laughs> did you skip a paragraph bit. in here? Did I? I think yeah, I think you might have. Convinced that Dennis is a late fanger. Oh yeah, okay. G- yeah. Uh, one paragraph earlier, uh convinced <laughs> that Dennis is a late fanger, Drac enlists his friends Frank, Wayne, Griffin, Murray, and Blobby to mm-hmm. help train Dennis to become a monster. But ev Every attempt that they try fails. Uh, Drac and the gang then go to Camp Winnipeka. Winnipeka. Drac's childhood summer camp, only to sneak away after Drac finds out that the camp has become much safer and child-friendly. Drac attempts to hurl Dennis from a tall, unstable tower uh, to pressure the boy's transformation into a bat, but he fails to uh, transform, and Drac flies down and rescues him at the last second. Yeah. So, th- very funny joke when uh, the werewolf character's like, oh, we're going to your camp. What's it called? Camp Vamp? And he's like, no. Are you are you an idiot? Winnipecaca. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, clearly it should be called Camp Vamp. Um, yeah, I like this. I like the gangs all here. And, and, and like, I feel like we didn't get that a lot in the first movie. Like all of the dudes, all the funny monsters hanging out together. You know what I mean? Like this to me is like grown ups a little bit. Like, like yeah, how, how you got the point. squad kind of rolling around together. Yes, having to ca- take care of a baby. It's, co- it's just pure comedy. Pure comedy. Yeah. Um, there is a thing in this about like, like normally I what I and this is maybe way too heady, and we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about it, but. In the movie, uh, humans and monsters is sort of an allegory for racism, but like, it's always that way in all monster movies. This movie has it flipped, where the monsters are like very intolerant of the humans, which is like an interesting take. You know what I mean? Like, normally the humans are like, 
we don't like the monsters, but actually the humans love the monsters in the real world. It's the, it's the vampires, the older vampires that don't really tolerate human beings. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. It is. It is. It's (laughs) kind of flipped what you might expect the allegory to be or whatever. Yeah. I kind of like that. I I like it though. I mean, it makes sense. Like the, these freaking, I mean, who knows how many centuries Dracula's been around for, you know? Mm-hmm. Let alone Vlad. Could you imagine if there were, like, still people on this earth who, who lived in, like, the 1700s and how just, like, horribly uh, offensive their worldviews <laughs> would be? Oh, my be? gosh. They'd be, like, their takes on, like, muskets would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, in my day, we had swords. <laughs> Um. All right. So the next part, I already read a you bunch read of. But let's go. So Mephis confronts her father for putting Dennis in grave danger yes, and failing perfect. to accept him as a human, and shows him a pop music remix parody of Dennis in Danger and Drek arguing with Steph. Uh, Mavis says that they will move out of the hotel after Dennis's birthday party. Yeah, which the stakes of this movie are so funny in that they couldn't be lower. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like even though there's all this fantastical stuff happening, it's really about a movie about like, does a couple want to move out from the the like woman's dad's house or not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole the all of the tension in this movie revolves around like a stubborn dad, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the night before the party, Drac hosts Johnny's family uh, and finds out that Mavis invited his father, Vlad. Uh, as Vlad is more hateful of humans than he was, Drac tells Johnny to have his family disguise themselves as monsters. The next day, Vlad arrives with his monstrous bat-like servant, Bella, uh, and meets Dennis for the first time, uh, believing... That fear will cause Dennis's fangs to sprout. Uh, Vlad possesses a stage performer named Brandon, <laughs> uh, dressed as Dennis's favorite TV monster, Kaki. Kaki to scare him, mm-hmm. but Drax shields his frightened grandson at the last moment, uh, breaking Vlad's hold over the performer. Uh, Mavis mistakenly believes that Drac was responsible for the ruse. And while the family argues about whether or not Dennis can be happy in California, a guilt-ridden Dennis flees the hotel and enters the forest with Wayne and Wanda's daughter, Winnie, who has a crush on him in tow. Yes. So we got a little bit of baby Hubert going on in here from Adam's Family Values a little bit, you know? uh, Yeah, this whole franchise gives me like a little... Uh, Adam's family vibe. Yeah, it's like it's like Adam's family for babies, and I haven't seen the new Adam's family cartoon or Wednesday, but that also might be Adam's family for babies too. There might be Eric. There's potentially a lot of content out there right now that is Adam's family for babies. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue that like the Adam's family should just be for babies. <laughs> Just show your babies the Adams family. I yeah. swear, I saw Adams family. Uh, what? Not values. What's the other one? The first one, just Adams. Yeah, th- yeah. I saw the first one super early in my life. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, it scared the hell out of me. 
Yeah, no, I've never been the same, but <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, we got to start showing that stuff to kids more. I anyway. think so. I think so. Uh, anyway, sorry, I go off on these tirades sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. In, irritated with Vlad, Johnny and his family expose themselves, and in irate, Vlad re- reprimands Drac for accepting humans. Upon hearing that Dennis is a human, Bella attacks him and Winnie in their treehouse and abducts them. Uh, when Bella injures Winnie and threatens to destroy the hotel, Dennis's anger causes him to instantly grow his fang, fangs and uh, develop his vampire abilities, and he bashes up Bella. A furious but defeated Bella calls his giant bat minions, but Drac, Johnny, Mavis, De- Dennis, and the rest of the monsters team up to defeat Bella's minions and drive them away while Bella is... Shrunk by Vlad. Shrunk. Who has been won over by Drac's claim that humans now coexist peacefully. With Dennis finally embracing his fa- uh, vampire abilities, Johnny and Mavis decide to continue raising him in Transylvania, and they resume the party with his friends and family. I'm excited to see how, the, how Dennis... Uh, you know, yeah, like what kind of man he grows the, up to be. The, the, the crew in part three, because yeah, got some potential for some pretty good uh, comedy. I'm very curious who does his voice in three, because I'm oh, assuming yeah. that they like jump ahead in time. That again. he's older or something. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm not gonna look it up though. I want to be surprised. Okay, I'm I'm going to look it up. So okay, I won't great. let you know. Okay. <laughs> What do you think of the uh, part two, Jeremy? How does it stack up to Hotel Transylvania 1? Okay. here Here's my take on Hotel Transylvania 2. Kill me if you've heard this before. <laughs> um, okay. The I love this movie. I think it is better than the first movie. I liked it better. I enjoyed my time with it more. I have one major gripe with it. I hate Bella. We don't need Bella, and he doesn't make any sense in this movie. Why does the grandpa bring a friend? <laughs> like, why would he be traveling with this guy named Bella? Like, why can't the bad guy just be the grandpa? And then they, like, teach the grandpa that everyone can go ex- coexist. If Bella was going to be the main villain of the movie, they should have set him up in the beginning of the movie so we knew, had any context for who he was or who what he's all about. I love Rob Riggle. I love the design of Bella, like the actual bat guy. I think he looks cool. But I just don't think he has any place in this movie. They bring him in way too late, and it's confusing. You're like, what is he? Is Because he, he also looks just like a bat. So it's like... If you are you not a he's not a vampire he's just a talking bat which is not a monster I know about it's just all of it all of Bella is baffling to me um two point seven five out of four two point seven five out of four wow not too shabby okay no it got point two five over I gave Hotel Transylvania one a two point five so this one gets a two point seven five. All right. Um, 
And if you're just tuning in just for this episode on Hotel Transylvania <laughs> 2, we do like to rate movies based on a scale of four Chucky freckles. That's right. And we if, used to be a Chucky the, podcast, yeah. kind of hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, it's just accept it, move on. Uh, I'm trying to look at what I gave the first one, and I, for some reason, can't find it. Pixels. I gave Pixels a two out of four. Yeah, the first one was a while ago. Anyway, uh, can't find it. Doesn't matter, because you know what? I guarantee you I like this movie better than the first one. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's once you got all the characters set up, not that it's that like complicated or anything anyway, but uh, it's just, it's funny. I I like, uh, I really like Andy Samberg's performance in both of them. Uh, I think Sandler, Sandler's pretty good in the first one. um, But I think this movie, his, his character is really like, you know, just kind of like joke a minute almost through yeah. some of it. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's cool. It's great. It's like, when you look at this cast, it's it's kind of cool to think that like, okay, so there's like kids movies with all of these like very funny people in them, so that's good. And, and a lot of the jokes are really, really funny. Um, you know, I go into some of these more like uh, kid-friendly movies with a uh, extremely low expectations because I just think they're probably not for 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 me, right? And uh, you know, I didn't feel like I I don't know I didn't get that vibe when I was watching this one. I was like, yeah, this is great. I you know this this is uh it's kind of my sense of humor. Sure, I wouldn't mind a couple of swear words now and then. You oh, know what I, I mean? Love the cussing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, freaking what else happens in no uh, uh boobs. And yeah, butts. I wouldn't. <laughs> Wouldn't mind seeing Dracula's boobs. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I will give this movie a two point seven five out of four as well. I think that's a Sick. fine score. Um, Sick. next episode, I think we're gonna have to figure this out, Jeremy, because we're back to Scorsese and we're run- running out of options here. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Or should we do another Sandler? Uh, um, do we, oh God, it's a good question. Um, we could do another Sandler, uh, that, that could be, that could be, I mean, we only have truly one Martin Scorsese film left, so we can do that one and then Fin- just close Scorsese out. Next week, Jeremy, we're doing the Irishman. Irishman, we'll and yeah, and if we want to do more Scorsese stuff, I know that like Pizza Party Queen, maybe even Brian on Twitter had like talked about a couple other things that we could do. Um, in terms of Scorsese stuff, so maybe we look at that. See if mm. see if they've sent. We could look go back in the archives. See if they sent us anything. Um. But yeah, I'm sure we can find other fun Scorsese-related stuff to kind of cut this up with. Although, it could also be very fun to just do the rest of the Sandlers and finish this series out. 
I'm down. I'm down for whatever the fans want us to do, Jeremy. Yeah. If you I'm don't want it. us to do that, reach out immediately. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise we're doing, you know, yeah. I mean, we're talking like back-to-back episodes on The Ridiculous Six, The Do-Over, Sandy Wexler. I mean, you got to be you got to be ready for it, you know? Yeah. And if you're not ready, let us know. Yeah, uh, Sandler. Uh, I mean, really, we—it's not that much more. We've got, and I'm just going to quickly, briefly count: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We—we'd be done in eight weeks. Okay, well, we already not, did nine. an episode on hustle. I know, but that's—I'm not even counting that. <laughs> what he stars in that movie. <laughs> No, I know, but we've already done it. So oh, yeah, I, was, okay, I wasn't gotcha, counting gotcha. that when I was counting just now. It was like we have Ridiculous Six, The Do-Over, Sandy Wexler, The Meyerowitz Stories, The Week Of, Hotel Transylvania 3, Murder Mystery, Uncut Gems. Okay, I like and it. The, so nine weeks with The Irishman, which puts us one, two, three, four, in May. <laughs> in May, Not we'll finally shabby. wrapped up with the series. I think that's a good enough plan as is, you know, we'll, we'll call ourselves just the, uh, the little podcast. <laughs> Cause we'll be done. Yeah, with Marty. Little, little podcast. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, next week, the Irishman, watch it, study it. And, uh, sign up for that. Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. It's going to be just a great time. Always a great time over there. And, uh, Norma, I'll see you in my dreams.